Hello and welcome to the Reality Blows podcast. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And on this podcast in particular, we will be recapping the Challenge Season 32, Final Reckoning, Episode 12, Unhappy Days. That's what we're in. We're in the Unhappy Days. This is the Unhappy Days. Um, so uh, I, I, I would like to let everybody know that um, uh, Ashley was late trying to get home How dare to watch you? this. I had a comedy show I was performing on. Also, I'd like to, now that we're just outing each other, I'd like everyone to know Nick and I just had a real fun intro beginning that he erased because he turned Lily's cat toy on with his foot and it started making noise. And instead of trying to save it, he said, let's start again. Listen, I do what I do, okay? <laughs> Ashley was not here. You can't avoid that. She wasn't here for the initial opening of the episode where they show what happened last week. I had to take over and write down that Johnny and Tony both uh, were letting us know what was on last <laughs> You're week. a stroke. No, I just forgot what I was going to say. Uh, so last week on, Johnny and Tony are sitting on some scaffolding from the daily challenge of last week being like... Uh, uh, last week, this is what you missed. Actually, they were like, we bury hatchets, bury... Th-. They were like saying something. They had like a little thing they wanted to say about themselves. They had to make a meal of it. They couldn't just describe what happened uh, last week. And then they described what happened last week. Nick, I have a question for you. Yes. Why are you bringing up this part of the show when you asked me to not include it on this episode? Nick has said to me, don't do the last week ons because if, if they want to know what happened last week, they can just listen to our podcast. That's literally what our podcast is about. Well, I'm not describing what they said last week. I'm just saying that those were the two that said what was going on last week. I'm not saying what they said. You're just bringing up the fact that they said it. No, they the the the, the blowhards that listen to this show can go back and listen to last week's recap if they want to know what happened last week. We don't have to tell them here right now. I know that that Tony and Johnny did the last week on because I, as Nick said, was late. I was texting Nick furiously. Um, you know start taking notes and i got home he handed me a piece of paper that said tony and then a big scribble mark big old scribbly mark and then johnny and that's all that he put on that piece of paper i couldn't figure out how to write down bananas well listen i tried to write bananas i spelled it wrong that's what the scribble mark was yeah i went b-a-n-n-a and i realized ooh, too many ends too quickly and then so i scribbled that out and i was like let me just do johnny And then I just, for some reason, scenes started popping up and I couldn't write them down. I just couldn't make sense of how to see something and and send a thing to my hand to say, write it down fast enough. And then you walked in very shortly after. I walked in as the actual episode began. So I was there for the very beginning of the episode. So so let's pick it up from there. Okay. So this episode started on a night out on the town. That's right. We've got the main cast at a bar. They're hanging out. They're chilling. Everybody's getting to know each other. I would say the big big theme of this night out is who are Tony and Johnny gonna vote for? They have the power vote for the elimination. That means their vote counts double. So everyone is trying angling. Who's Tony and Johnny going to vote for? The Lavender ladies are like, it's probably going to be us. Um, We have a little moment here where Tony is kind of talking about his relationship with Johnny. He says, we're starting to get that trust back. This is a theme throughout Johnny's career on the challenge is someone saying that they're trying, they're starting to get, they're trying to get, they feel like they're trying to get Uh, trust back with Johnny because I think that Johnny is the kind of person that will never trust you again once you cross him 
Have they built up to uh, this? Have they built this Tony Johnny storyline up strong enough to where we really think it's a contender for what's going to happen in the final of this, where they are eventually going to have to turn on one another? That's what they do. As a matter of fact, they've already showed us that. Have they? And, yeah, in a clip. They've. Oh they, yeah, in a preview, said, TJ was they, like, "Yeah, they, they're going to do the classic. Um, you know, do you want to share the money? Do you want to take?" the money all for yourself and do you think johnny is being set up to turn on tony Hmm, or tony is set up to be to be able to turn on johnny again is that what they're going to build to here because now i didn't realize some some somewhat of something here i didn't realize they were going to do that but now that you say it of course they're going to do that um that's what they always do i mean yeah but i wonder if like if that's storyline has been built up strong enough that that's actually a contender for what's going to happen because i don't really think they've been focusing on that very much i don't think so i do not think it is a contender just because of um the lack of screen time can i tell you something that i think now just thinking about it a little bit who do you think there is a contender for that to happen to zach and amanda yeah yeah i think it's i think zach and amanda something is going to happen with zach and amanda and this episode really laid the groundwork for that right all they're talking about in the past couple episodes is about how much Zach hates Amanda. And yeah. so my prediction now is they win and they share the money. Ooh. Because burying the hat. It's such... Zach is talking about Ma- Amanda so, so so meanly in his interviews. Yeah. It's almost like he knows that like, it's fine. I could say whatever I want because this thing's going to turn into me having to share the money with her. And I do. And I look like a great guy anyway. Interesting theory, Nick. So there's my theory so, thus far. My new theory. Okay. So we're back in the bar and we have a little moment with Nelson and Tony where Nelson is saying to Tony, hey man, I'd like a heads up if you're going to put us in to Armageddon. Just like give me a heads up. Let me know. I no one wants to be blindsided down there. And Tony's like, you know what, man to man, I'd give you that. I hear you. Um, but it's also a secret vote. And this this interaction confused me because at first it seems like Tony's saying, yes, Nelson, I will tell you if we're about to put you in. But it also seemed like Tony was saying, but it's also a secret vote and we're not going to tell anybody who we're voting for. So I can't tell you that information. So I was confused by this um, interaction. And it comes back up later in the episode episode which we will get to and you know what it's i'm still confused so from that little social interaction we then see jose and ashley chatting you know what i feel like these two are getting along we're seeing a little snippet of them getting along ashley's telling jose you know like hunter is upset with me because of kyle once again this this idea that hunter is upset with ashley because she quote unquote lied is so confusing to me because it's like you live in this house full of cameras you understand that like sex is strange humans are weird we're on camera I might not want to say on camera that I just slept with this guy like maybe I'm going to keep that to myself for a couple of days until I process it Hunter is doing a weird like dad thing here where he's like I'm just disappointed you lied to me also if my partner came up to me and was like did you sleep with that person I would be like you know what let's not really just dis- that's not necessarily your right to ask me right away and like give me some time and we can discuss it I'll come to you on my own terms I don't don't understand why this lie quote unquote it yes it's a lie but it's also like it's not his right to ask her or he he is acting as if he is entitled to that information and he is not Nick yeah well but we talked about this last week we did but it's just it's just being played over and over again I understand I, that and it, and it really blows up in this episode but it, it's like 
he's in love with her or something? Is that what's I don't going know. on? He Neither likes her. Neither of these characters, by the way, in this are coming across well. I feel like Hunter Ashley and Ashley. Or Hunter? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. They're, neither of them are looking good. There's not a sympathetic bunch. There's not a sympathetic one out of the bunch. Um, so that takes us to the main house where Ashley is crying. She's saying there's a double standard. The guys can do whatever they want. As soon as I behave like a guy, I'm being slut shamed. So I, at the moment when she was saying this in the interview, I was like, is she? Because I even asked you, is she being shamed? And then immediately it became like two scenes worth of her being shamed. So I wonder, I guess that's what she was referring to. Because I thought before that it really was just Hunter being like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me you're my partner? And I'm like, I don't know if that's. He may be trying to shame her, but I think it's it really does more, more like he's like likes her and he and she knows that and, and that's why she knows she's in the doghouse with him as far as partners go. But then later he's really doing but whatever he can to like kind of besmirch her name. Which is what, Nick? Um he, he goes into the other room and um he's kind of shit talking that situation to all the guys in the other room mm-hmm. and he calls her uh, a slut numerous times yeah and he says i'm gonna come for her family if if i if she if we lose i'm gonna come for her family yeah it's odd odd talk from hunt it is strange ashley says i expected hunter to be better um hunter says in this room full of men no one gets what i'm going through he is really he is nailing himself to this cross he's like he really does feel like he's like the like like the underdog character who um like people don't understand he's misunderstood and he's also the best competitor and he's also super sad and he's usually his arms usually in a sling yeah so that's that's all happening at the main house ashley is on the porch with sylvia and amanda everyone's smoking this episode shave your head hunter shave it (laughs) I, i can't watch any more guys with headbands and bandanas on pretending like they're not their hairline isn't you know going going by the by the wayside Shave your head, dude. You you have a couple of interview looks where like your hair, the the hairline of your head is like you're 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 combing your hair forward, and it looks like you have like a sh- you've shaved a bit in the center of it. It's a very odd situation. And then the rest of it, you've got a bandana on. Um, I guess the bandana's fine. You're competing, but guys, just shave your head. Just shave it. Just shave your fucking head. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Next scene is the morning. Everyone's working out. I feel like this has been, is this a new thing to the challenge? These workout montages of people work, of people lifting and you stuff? You know, I think it's now more open for, uh, I think it's now more a viable career move, supplementary career move to become a personal trainer. Yeah. If you're on one of these shows. Yeah. And get, and like run a CrossFit gym. Yeah. I bet you the amount of these people that don't talk about the fact that they run a CrossFit gym in their hometown, we just don't hear about it. But I bet you that has brought up the, um, the physical fitness aspect of the challenge a lot, a lot stronger than it used to be. I was thinking about becoming a personal trainer. What do you think about that? Well, you should maybe personal train first. How uh, dare you? <laughs> How dare you? So we get a little workout montage. Then we're on the balcony. We see Kara and Johnny talking. And Kara is saying to Johnny, like, if you were in my shoes, who would you vote for? She's clearly trying to get some sort of information from Johnny without coming out and asking, what do you want me to do, Johnny? Can um, I ask you, how come at least we're not even seeing it? I assume it's happening because it's being alluded to in uh, with this with Kara. Is that Kara keeps saying like, you know, it's like, well, I'm just going to have to go with what Johnny says. Johnny knows what's best like type stuff. Well, I'm going to go with Johnny. Like 
There's no talk, though. We're not seeing any talk between the Marie, Car, Maria, Johnny, Tony team of being in an alliance together. Yeah. Why aren't the teams that are not in the Lavender Ladies aligning together? And why aren't we seeing that as a storyline? Is it because we want to make it look like Johnny's back against is against the wall and we want to make it look like Cara's back is against the wall, that they have no one else, not even their partners, can they fully trust? Is that why we're not seeing that? I think to some degree, yes. But I also think that it is assu- it is known that Kara and Johnny are in an alliance. It is known that Zach and Kara is an alliance. I mean, a couple of episodes ago, we had Zach say, like, it's unspoken between Kara and I. Yeah. So we, I think there's some stuff that is known there. But I, I also think that, yes, uh, MTV is editing this in a way where they are kind of turning the um, Lavender Ladies into like a little bit of a mean girl group. I would say that they, they probably are a mean girl group, but they are also just kind of bumping that up for, um, for, for a storyline, for sure, for sure. Okay, so hold on. I got to pause for a second. What's going on with you? So Cara says, I'm banking uh, my trust in Johnny, is what she says. And I don't think that We that's... had to break because uh, condensation from my iced coffee was about to get inside of an electrical outlet. Just saying that now because I don't want to find this edit point and make the edit. So that's what just happened. <laughs> um, Cara and Johnny and Tony are on the balcony. So sorry. We're moving on from that. Tony then says in an interview, Hunter has an ego bigger than the house then johnny says we're keeping our vote an entire secret no one is going to know who we're voting for this takes us to another scene inside the main house and that the room that we are in is the bathroom the lavender ladies are in the bathroom ashley's doing a mask shane is masterminding a whole voting system and i really don't think shane got enough credit for this voting system because he knew that johnny and tony were going to try and break up the Lavender Ladies Alliance. And he wanted to arrange it in a way that no matter who they voted for, they wouldn't have to go against another person in their alliance. And guess what? He pulled it off. Shane did this. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if he's crunching numbers. I don't know if he's working on some sort of bell curve system. I don't know what is going on. But Shane figured out how all of the people can vote in the house to get the optimum outcome. And without, without jumping straight into that scene, I will say that Shane pulled this off. That brings us to the next scene where we will be doing voting. TJ shows up. He reminds us of the rules and we see everyone go in one at a time and vote. Cara and Marie go in. They vote for Joss and Sylvia. Joss and Sylvia vote for Jose and Devon. Hunter and Ashley, um, they, you know, Hunter and Ashley, we're seeing some schism between this team in terms of who we should vote for. Hunter saying we should vote for Cara and Marie and Ashley saying no, we have a whole plan. Trust the plan. We have to vote for Jose and Devon. Uh, Jose and Devon vote for Zach and Amanda. Zach and Amanda vote for Kyle and Brad. Kyle and Brad vote for Zach and Amanda. Shane and Nelson, we don't see who they vote for. Um, and Shane is saying, Shane and Nelson have a little back and forth as well, where Nelson's like, I don't know, Shane. And Shane's like, Nelson doesn't get it. And then Nelson's like, I made it to a final. And Shane's like, and who helped you get there? Um, which I don't remember what he's referencing. I believe he's referencing when they screwed Corey over. 
Oh. With the bungee thing, where they both ran to a different side. That's where he, exactly where he, what he's referencing. And, 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 and they made it believe, <clears throat> uh, Nelson made, really pushed the agenda of, I didn't know that this was happening, we're both getting screwed over, when really... Shane played them both off one another and Shane convinced Nelson that to you got to you got to do it this way or or we're not going to get into the final and and he went with them. Wow. And I believe that was an invasion, was it not? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. So there you go. Wow. And that's why they're apparently also that for that reason like around that time, that's why they're um that's why they're rivals, right? Shane and Nelson? Yeah, like it's because oh. of that sort of storyline that started the sort of the beef between the two. Fascinating. But really, he's the reason why he's in there. I but. completely forgot all about that. Poor Corey, man. Corey can't catch a break. Oh, man. Corey, Corey <laughs> I believe, just premiered over on uh, uh, Teen Mom 2. Oh, so my God. I think that just came out. Mm-mm-mm. Then we see the team. I would of- love to see Corey um, have an affair with Bristol Palin. That's what I want to see because Bristol Palin's also on a Teen Mom series. Uh, se- season. They're both on Teen Mom OG. They're both on Teen Mom OG. Yeah. Come on, Corey, you got this, man. Hook up with Bristol Palin. I want to see Bristol Palin on X on the Beach next season. So that leaves us with the final team, the team that has the power vote: Tony and Johnny Bananas. They go in there. They're looking at headshots. Uh, Shane and Nelson pop up. They're like, "This is headache number one." Then they go to Hunter and uh, and Ashley, and they're like, "This is headache number two. I felt pretty confident that they were going to vote for Shane and Nelson. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think they were going to vote for Hunter and Ashley, especially because Hunter and Tony do have some sort of an alliance. Even though Tony's talking shit in his interviews um, in the beginning of this episode, I still feel like they 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 have had an agreement in the past, whereas Shane and, and Nelson have never really had an agreement with Tony or Johnny. That brings us to Armageddon. TJ is there. He said everybody got votes except for Tony and Bananas. Duh. They're the power team. Um, The teams that got the most votes are. And then the lights light up in the little soccer ball. And it's Zach and Amanda, Amanda, Hunter and Ashley, and Shane and Nelson. That's right. It's a three-way tie. How do we break tiebreakers, Nick? The power team gets to choose. That's right. Tony and Johnny get to decide who are they going to pick out of these three teams. It's no surprise they pick Nelson and Shane. Nelson and Shane, they go down there. Since they, um, then the light lights up. Who voted for Nelson and Shane? No one voted for Nelson and Shane except for Tony and Johnny. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So that means Nelson and Shane can pick whoever they want. They go off to talk. I, at this moment, assume they are going to pick Jose and Davon simply because Shane has... Um, had words with both Jose and Davon. They seem, they're the rookie team. They seem like they can uh, easily be beat. And they don't seem to have an alliance with anyone in the house. They haven't done, um, they haven't made any deals with anyone in the house. It seems like it's Jose and Davon. Yeah, I, I suppose. Did um, you think it was, could no, be someone No, I, I wasn't else? sold on that. Yeah, I, I thought it could be, um, I, uh, I thought it could be a different pick. Did you think Hunter and Ashley? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that Amanda and Zach. No, I I, I think Brad and uh, Kyle was who I thought they could have also picked because they're not lavender ladies. And um, also, both these guys, Nelson and Shane, think very highly of themselves. Not that they shouldn't, but they're confident um, in competition. And I also think that they're smart enough to know that this show's probably coming to an end pretty soon. 
And yeah, maybe we leave a layup team in there for the final. So I think Jose and Devon would be considered your layup team. In the well, final. guess what, folks? Shane and Nelson walk back up there. Nelson looks at TJ and he says, uh, TJ, the team we're going to face in Armageddon is going to be Brad and Kyle. I lost my mind. Man, was Brad and Kyle heated over this. Oh, they couldn't believe it. They were so pissed. They could not believe it. They were blindsided. I, Ashley Brooke Roberts, sitting at home, was also blindsided. I squealed. I love this move. This is what it's all about. This is like, this is a ballsy ass move. You're picking on a team that has won two dailies, okay? And uh, you're, you're going up against, you know, Brad, a seasoned veteran, um, Kyle, a rookie who made it to uh, a final in his first season. I mean, I was blown away by Shane and Nelson. It made me like them more. I loved this move. And the fact that Shane orchestrated this whole voting thing so that Shane and Nelson could pick whoever they were going to go up against, that they didn't have to go against someone in their alliance. It was just, it was, it was pure gold. Yeah, I thought it was great. So Brad and Kyle, very, very upset. Um, and also Nelson said, if we're going to go home, we're going to go home big, which I appreciated that idea. He didn't want to lose to a team that people consider to lay up. He wanted, you're, you're right. He, they do think high of themselves. Kyle says, um, you guys are snakes. Kyle and Brad, they are shook. That's the problem with getting so upset about being picked is that it really rocked their mentality. Um, we also learned that this is Kyle's first elimination. Yeah. How do you make it to a freaking final and Charm, not have baby. an elimination? Charm, uh, arm. That is wild. So then they get into this. They get into this challenge. It's and called tread lightly. Tread lightly. Basically, there's two treadmills um, going one, in opposite directions. Um, actually, it's four treadmills. Yes. One for each member of a team. And each treadmill and each team is going in an opposite direction. So it's each. not like they're riding the same way towards their goal. That would yeah. be so easy. One's going one way. One's going the other. There's balls. There's sticks. There's goals. Uh, the first team to put 10 balls into their goal by using their stick and riding the treadmills going in opposite directions. Yeah, it's almost like if it was, um, it's almost like lacrosse almost where you have like a lacrosse stick where the top of the stick is like a plunger instead of just a net netting. And you have to, you have to keep your stick over one half of the ball, your partner on the other side, and then you guys both have to guide it into the little basket, except you have to deal with the fact that there are treadmills going in different directions. It's very goofy, very yeah. silly. You're um, both going in opposite directions. It's goofy and silly, but it does completely require hand-eye coordination, yeah. leg work, stability, core strength. You know, um, Kyle does a little snarky comment about this, calling it a carnival game. And I'm like, first off, Nick said it's all carnival. They're all carnival games. But second off, this one required a lot of athletic ability. Yeah, and a hand-eye coordination. Anyway, so they're doing this, and in while they're they're competing, I'm seeing interviews from Nelson, where they're like, Nelson, what was it? Clearly, the question was like, um, so why why choose um, you know the big team? And Nelson's just like the bravado of being like, you know what? I was like, yo, come on, let's bring it. And he's like, kind of like using his fingers, like bring it. And then you have Car Maria's interview being like, I, yeah, I told, I told, uh, you know, Kyle's a big piece of shit and he's never done this before and he's underestimating like all that stuff. The I'm bringing this up because I could tell what the outcome was before it happened. And I, and I, I asked Ashley, I go, I think this is going to happen. I think that Kyle, I think that, um, Nelson and Shane are going to win this. Uh, right at the beginning of this, just based on their interviews. I was like, you know, I just don't think that Nelson is able 
to in in the future, even though he lost this thing and goes and and and, and all his, his plans did not work, I don't think he was able to put over the fact that hey, yes, this is a great move and aren't I the best in the way that he did. I, you don't think he can act. I don't think he can act in that way. Yeah, I think you he don't wears his emotions on his, on his sleeves. I don't even think they would have gone to him. And I was like, I think that they win based on this interview. And not only do they win, they crushed them. They smoke them. It was like they got ten balls in, and, and I think they got uh, Kyle and Brad got three. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and it's fun because you get a lot of wipeouts, a lot of people falling. In you the can, beginning, everybody was wiping you out. Can, you don't see so much who's laughing. You can hear Johnny and TJ laughing their asses off during this. They both yeah. loved this. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm noticing that TJ is looking a lot more like ct these days or vice versa just take a look they're both very paunchy um shane and nelson win it was so exciting i mean it really felt like a david and goliath moment for sure yeah it was great it was great it was great and then they're all down there they're in a line tj's you know f- wrapping up the elimination and brad's like i'm going after you every he's like to speaking nelson. under his breath he's like i'm going after you every time you're on my hit list you're the one that's going down and then nelson says brad your time is up here brad your time is up here <laughs> with the most the smirk <laughs> looking at the camera brad your time is up here to throw your time is up here in brad's face at that moment <laughs> best line of the season so far best thing nelson's ever done in this show Hands was down. that line on brad he Hands knew down. how angry brad was and he's also like dude you, i've i've been there before i've seen this before you're not gonna do anything to me he said it so realistically it was so calm he said it as if he was tj it was just it was without emotion it was he was the perfect line delivery brad I've ever your seen. time is up here so good so it was fucking amazing good. It was iconic. It was yeah. an iconic moment for Nelson. It. I'm so happy that Nelly T is yeah. is back. See, I'm I'm starting to think uh, I'm starting to think that they might win this. I'm starting to think Kaylee needs to stay out of the main house. That these two need to be separated because anytime she's around, Nelson is boring as fuck. So Shane and Nelson have a great storyline here. Also, it, uh, I would say the majority of the season's been focused around them. Like at least half of it has. Yeah. Um, I really do think they are going to be contenders when it comes to the actual final in this. And I, I hope and so. I do hope they win. I know I was uh, Jose and Devon. I was on their train maybe two episodes back, but honestly, haven't seen anything from them in two episodes. Can I just say we so tend, easily forget? We tend to be on whoever team is getting the most airtime. Yeah, is really what's going on. I think we're just suckers for editing. Sure, Nick I'll, and ta- I. I'll take it. So that means that Kyle and Brad are going to the Redemption House. Fun fact about that: Polly and Natalie are in the Redemption House. Polly famously having feuds with both Brad and Kyle, having a feud with Kyle over Car Maria, and having a feud with Brad because he made up a lie that Brittany had hooked up with her ex Chuck in the Redemption House that really tore Brad and Brittany apart. So Kyle and Brad are going to the Redemption House. Cam and Kaylee are also there. Now, Kaylee and Kyle, they have a history. But, you know, they're both British. <laughs> they're both from Ex on the Beach. They have um, they have a friendship there. So they do have one friend in the house. And, um, oh, I wrote down here, just looking, glancing at my notes i wrote down here shane, nick says shane and nelson are two nerds would the you way like they to were, explain that the way they were celebrating was so funny it was just like two nerds who pulled it out celebrating mm. I, I just enjoyed it because johnny was like uh, johnny was like be cool act like you've been here and it's like johnny we've seen you celebrate okay yeah but it was even like because uh shane wanted to do like the nelson and uh hunter 
like uh, young bucks thing. Yeah, like the, the chest they, bump. Yeah, they like yeah. slap hands two times and do a chest bump. Yeah. And like you could tell Nelson was like wasn't a hundred percent into doing it with Shane, but yeah. Shane was like, Let's do this now, the thing that we do. <laughs> and then he kinda did it. And then they didn't chest bump, like only Shane jumped in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it it was, was strange. But I enjoyed the fact that they were so happy with themselves. Back it made, at the it ma- made me happy. Back at the main house, we discover or Cara Maria discovers that Kyle has left Cara his necklace and his rings on her pillow marie says oh that's so sweet i wish he didn't fuck two girls before he did that yeah great line marie great line takes us straight to her well then johnny came in and was like oh look he he left you his ring and his his necklace that's nice um he left ashley his other ring if you want to go check out that and then that was a fun little dig yeah back at the redemption house kyle and brad um they are angry they walk in Kaylee sees them first. She's excited. Cam is excited to see them. Polly and Natalie are upstairs sleeping. Polly walks down the stairs in slow motion with his shirt off. Um, and Polly says, revenge is a meal better served cold. Yeah. He says this in bed when he's talking to Natalie before he comes downstairs. Uh, revenge is a meal better served cold is what he said. There are so many things wrong with that. It's revenge is a dish best served cold. Not a meal better served cold, Yeah, this Polly. really... This really bothered nick come on polly <laughs> um polly he comes down the stairs he's saying you know in his in his interviews he's saying i've learned that this is a game where you don't need to react emotionally you need to see things through um in a logical sense and then it's just kind of kyle and and polly and brad and everybody sitting around and um laughing and joking and it seems like there's no beef between kyle and brad then we get some interviews with kyle being like i can't believe polly is all talk and blah 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 and then of course i ashley brooke roberts go on twitter this morning and i read um some tweets from polly and i read his his uh, article in people mag people.com um where he's talking about how when he walked down the stairs he was greeted with open arms by kyle who gave him a hug and then made a joke about how he can't say anything about his elimination record now to Polly. So it's like, you know, the way that this is being edited is it makes it seem like Polly really flunked out, but when in actuality it seems that uh, Kyle extended a peace torch before we um before they're sitting on the couch chatting. So, mm. you know, that I feel like we we should do a whole episode you and I Nick about how Twitter has ruined this show. No. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no more apps. I feel like this um, this little scene in the Redemption House just really, really, really nailed home the point, drove home the point that um, Brad is a sore loser. That takes us to a daily challenge. It's called Caged In. There are cages outside. One teammate is put in the cage. One teammate is outside of the cage. In order to get out of the cage, the teammate outside of the cage will have to saw down limbs, hand it to their teammate inside of the cage, who will then knock down the keys hanging above them, get the keys, get out of the cage. Then they got to run to a puzzle and solve that puzzle. This was um, an interesting, I really liked this challenge. There's graffiti on the walls inside the cage. And Amanda notes that she's like looking around at the graffiti. She's like, I should remember this. You know, this seems like it's important. Why else would there be graffiti? in here i'm shocked that johnny did not think of this johnny 19 seasons of however 17. however many he's been on the freaking challenge um you know he he is used to memory games like this why didn't he say hey tony you should 
remember that stuff. Uh, I don't, I've never, I did not see them on that side of the uh, cage. So, Johnny, th- there's three, there's one wall, three pieces of cage that you can see through. The one wall has all of the stuff s- scrawled on it. Uh, Johnny's on the left side of that wall um, trying to throw a stick in, and you're not seeing Johnny on the f- on hard camera side, on the camera side, looking in, seeing that there's a wall full of shit. Yeah. You're just seeing that there's a wall and somebody in it. You're not looking. I mean, the person that needs to be looking is the person inside the cage. I didn't think it I didn't think it had anything to do with the person outside of the cage to mm-hmm. realize that there was stuff on the wall. That's mm. that's an inside the cage guy move. Mm. So TJ sets this up by being like the guy on the outside of the cage, he's gonna saw down branches and then the person on the inside of the cage has has twine where they can put together these branches and turn into a stick. Um Obviously, the thing to do here is to just get the biggest stick. I don't know what you think you're going to do. I mean, wrap in some sticks with some yarn and turn it into a long stick. No, just get the biggest stick, which is what everyone does. Everyone gets the biggest stick and then they knock their keys down. Everyone except Cara Maria, who gets a bunch of twigs. And we get some funny images of Marie in there just trying to, to rope these twigs together to make one long stick. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. It was. Um, it was an interesting move. So then Tony and Johnny, Tony makes it out first, followed by Jose and Devon, Amanda and Zach, Shane and Nelson, everybody is running down there trying to figure out this puzzle. Amanda had noted the graffiti, had noted that it was important, and uh, she puts together this puzzle, which is based off of information in her cage, and they win. Zach and Amanda come in first. Now, here's something that was interesting in Polly's article, is that he said that this challenge was very much like a big brother challenge and that he is not surprised that Amanda who is a known big brother watcher and fan and Jose and Davon did so well on this challenge because it is playing into the kind of games they do on big brother. So what, what these sort of um, memory games where you have to do something like slightly you problem solving, basically problem solving. They've they've done this on the challenge for many seasons. It's just something he put in his article that I thought I would know. Why are people giving Polly, the option write articles for people magazine i don't understand why does that bother you it's just odd to me zach and amanda win now the thing about this one is that tj was like whoever comes in last is going to be punished because i'm tired of people not performing as well as i think they can um and so people are uh really scrambling to not come in last they don't want to come in last because who knows what tj has in store for them um, he says it's going to be a, a very big disadvantage. So everyone is um, just trying not to come in last. And it, it looks like it's down to Hunter and Ashley and Kara and Marie. And then, unfortunately, Kara and Marie come in last. Boom. T- not where they wanted to be. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bummer. TJ, you know, he's he's dressing down the the group afterwards, and he says to Amanda, "You rain manned that thing." He's giving her congrats. Uh huh. Um, Kara says, "Does karma exist?" Because Amanda is a horrible demon and keeps winning. And they do a little editing thing to make Amanda's smile look like a demon smile. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Cara and Maria, they seem like a fractured team in this lineup. Um, there's back and forth where it's it's unclear who's blaming who. It seems like, I don't know, Cara is like simultaneously um, like blaming Marie, but also taking full blame. I, I couldn't tell what was going on, but Marie is just upset and like crying and like on the verge of tears and just keeps being like, can you stop saying that? 
they just seem like they're kind of sitting ducks, like they're the next team to go down because right. they're not getting along. Right. And they've lost um, two dailies in a row. Yeah, they're not performing well. They're not performing well. Um, they are the only girl-girl team left. Hmm. So that's something interesting Could to be note. an advantage if they make it to the final. Could be an advantage. And that was the end of our episode, y'all. That's it. That was the end of episode 12, Unhappy Days. We saw a little preview for next week, and I think I saw Corey and Devin walking in. Yeah, I think they're going to do a little bit of... Uh, uh, mercenary Mercenary work. Good. I can't wait. As always, please follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And please rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. As always, may the TJ look like CT. And uh, may uh, Hunter shave his friggin' head. Shave that head, bro. It's all good. See ya. See ya.